Yeah, no, actually, everything you do is unhealthy. There is no health phase. <laughs> you're in the decade of your life where you're going to hardcore bodybuild and compete. You're not in a health phase at any point. You can, you can, be, you can be minimizing damage and stress. You could be uh, you know, uh, trying to take care of yourself as good as possible, but don't call it a health phase. Come on. You're not at a yoga retreat. Come on. Okay, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. We're doing this on Boxing Day, but you're probably watching it a week later, right? Or Saturday, at least. This is the last episode on Think Big of the year. Last episode of 2022. So this is our year-end closeout, Scott. It is. Year-end review. Of course, there's myself, Big Ron Partlow, Dusty Hanshaw, Scott McNally, our producer. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Bring the bell. Thanks for doing the end. Thank you. Yeah, there, I took it uh, away. It was causing problems. I was well, giving you took Dusty it away too last time. Then Scott had me on the left at the end of the last episode, and everybody caught so that. Confusing. It was driving me batshit the whole time. I kept like yeah, I was trying confused. to figure out where I was. Oh, I didn't know what was happening. Anyways, sorry. Um, I'm glad you remember. Fixed it, I am. I am mutant.com. <laughs> I am mutant.com, and uh, I am mutant.com. Dusty twenty. Big Ron 20. Yes, there we go. You I can use any of those. And remember, off. 20% off. And re- yeah, 20% off. And remember, you go on the Patreon, the Think Big Patreon, and lock in for your $5 a month or whatever you want to contribute to the Patreon and um, help help out the entire the entire Think Big network. Just keep chugging along. You know, you got to feed the machine, right, plus, Scott? Plus, I try to post some stuff up there, too. Like, I'll post up question threads for all the shows, a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, like that little clip that we had at the beginning here. We could put put that in there. Yep. As long as you guys don't say anything incriminating, it's all fair game, you know? Yeah, I usually no, keep no. Myself. No, <laughs> no. This is, uh, this is how things work. You spend money on the things you love. So, uh, So, there you go. Put your money Speaking in the of, Patreon. Remember, make, make it a better place. Questions down below too. Yes, they get they get priority on episodes like today. Your question Absolutely. gets answered. Sometimes Scott skips one guy's three times. I don't really know what that's all about, but it's true. <laughs> I've seen it. But you know, other than that, poor guy, you the rest of you will be answered. Yes. Okay. He does have his favorite. So I remember him answering, like, question again and saying, the last two episodes I've asked this question. Oh, I felt bad. Because you know what it is, too, sometimes is that somebody will post the question after we've already recorded, like, the next shows, and, and then mm-hmm. it's too late. And then I look at, you know, so the most important thing is I take questions, we take questions off of the latest episodes. So when you see this come out, yeah, that's when it's the time to post questions. But regardless, it's comments, all that stuff, all the time. It always helps to boost our programming. And uh, we cracked 20,000 subscribers and we're real close to hitting 21,000. But I don't know if we're going to make that by 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 New Year's. So you guys haven't subscribed yet. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't if you haven't subscribed yet, let me encourage you to because we have several bodybuilding podcasts that come out each week, you know. We got yeah, these yeah. guys a lot of times twice a week. You can get dusty yeah, twice a week. Yeah. For you free. don't just have to watch us. You can subscribe and then ignore us. 
<laughs> and you could just watch the other shows and hit the bell, right? Because right? Uh-huh. that's yeah. the thing too. They're changing up the way YouTube works. I noticed that when I go there on my app anymore, they don't even show me stuff. You like you have to, like it shows you like different uh, posts that people have made. You don't actually see the videos anymore. So if you want to see our videos, you got to hit the bell. That way, you'll just get a, a reminder every time that we have a show. It's not going to send you an email yeah. or anything like that. Just get a reminder, and you're you know Wonder. on the app. So it helps. Ding, ding, yeah, it'll yeah, help yeah. you to see our stuff. Plus, yeah, you know. That's the, the dusty part. The dusty part. It's yes, important. It's very important. Absolutely important. I don't do that okay. for nothing. So, so we're 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 leaving 2022. Yeah. We're leaving it behind. Yes, we are. How do you guys? How do you how how do you see how do you see the end of the year, Dusty? What's your take on the end of 2022? Did you have anything interesting happen to you this year? Anything at all? I didn't die or anything this year. I moved. I, yeah, I got I got a new house. That was interesting. Yeah, that was. You know, I got I got my relationship back with Mutant Tear. So that oh, was, was that good. this year? Yeah. Wow, that was this year. I know it kind of all seems like I never really left, but there was a minute there. It's just. You Wait, know, when did you, you die? You and I, we were doing. I died last that? year in in okay. May until June. It's so long. Like it doesn't. I mean, when people bring it That's up now, crazy. I'm like, that old was, news. That was I'm back over to life. a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Way done. I'm back to okay. bitter asshole. It's great. What's the What's the um, biggest thing that's changed since then for you, Dusty? I know it's hard to sum up what's the biggest thing. No, but. actually, it's easy. Yeah. Um, and Ron and I, which we have to finish this conversation we had, but the biggest thing that's changed is I used to, my my primary drive for success in anything yeah. um, was dogs. Dogs. They get really dogs mad barking. when people come home. Yes. Um, but no, it used to be just more. Essentially, more was the primary drive for anything, you know, and and whatever that meant, whether it was more weight, more money, more whatever. Now, I actually do it in reverse. Um, Drive comes off of gratitude for what's already there. And work ethic comes off of trying to keep it there. And that's usually where things grow from now. So it's it's really weird. I mean, literally, without effort, every morning I notice just basic things I'm grateful for that are so simple that everyone listening to this probably has. You know, yeah. holy shit, it's cold outside. It is not cold inside. That's a good thing. Mm. I mean, literally, like dumb shit like that that you wouldn't even notice before, or like especially in the south now. I go outside and the like. Sometimes you know this, Ron. You walk outside and it's like the air is a little clear, like crisper. You're like, oh damn. I notice that stuff now. And I like tell people, like, did you notice? And they're like, are we having a conversation about this? Really? Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a ton of gratitude for basic stuff. And coincidentally, the growth and the more has exponentially increased when that became the focus. That's cool. It... Uh Dusty and I were having a conversation at the expo when he he mentioned a conversation that we hadn't finished. And um, I was just saying that I was talking to a friend of mine who's extremely successful. He's um, probably about 10, 15 years older than me. He's got a ton of money. He's like loaded, travels a lot. And um, I said, what, 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 what do you think your, like your, you know, your main bottom line lessons are? 
for being so successful. Because he's like self-made, you know, came from a regular blue-collar family, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, and and he's like, he said, well, uh, approaching everything with gratitude is the number one thing. And hmm. right off the hop, a lot of people dismiss that word because it's kind of a, a Instagram buzzword. Sure. They've maybe seen too many Gary V videos, and he's always preaching about gratitude. And then maybe they're like, ah, Gary V, you know, like, yeah. like I, I like Gary V. But there's some people that are like, ah, you know, he just talks about the same thing all the time. But um, it really is important. And the reason he explained why, and this is why, why it's, it's a good point. He said, when you approach everything with gratitude, it prevents you from slacking off and letting up because, you know, it, it takes a lot of consistent work to maintain things that are going well. You know, yeah. so a lot of people have that problem. They'll hit a certain level of success. You know, we've all seen the story. The musician writes a great record and then the money hits and then the drugs and booze and fucking around come and he starts being a diva and has doesn't have gratitude for his situation anymore. And then the next record sucks shit and then he's gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's like an easy metaphor that everyone could kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, but that's what happens. They lose the gratitude for the situation, so the work ethic suffers. Hmm. And so he said the most important thing to go with the gratitude, the factor you also have to have is focus. I like that. And he said the people that can't focus, they're the ones that you, you have to have gratitude, but you also have to have focus. And he's like the gratitude will only get you so far, but the focus is what will you know keep you going. And and we see that all the time people getting distracted by stuff you know where friends and stuff they'll they'll tell us about a problem they have and i'll be like this problem isn't actually your problem hmm. mm -hmm. you've you're not focusing on what you're actually aiming at doing right now this is like some other thing that you don't even have to really pay attention to but for some reason it's got you distracted and you think it's a problem that you have to solve you don't even have to bother with this. This is someone else's thing. You know, you just move on with your stuff. Just handle your shit. And he said that's a huge part part of it is that he's been able to just focus on his business, focus on his family, not be distracted by other people's drama and nonsense and ha trying to solve other people's, you know, you know, some people can't help but spend their whole life trying to save other people all the time. Sure. And 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 they wind up losing a bunch of, their opportunities you know yeah and he said that that's that's just one of the things you got to be able to do is focus well look at look at what sense. we just had in the last episode too though like when you were bodybuilding and you were focused on your goals and i was bodybuilding and focused on my goals we weren't worried about everyone else and their shit but now however many years later kuba comes on and says Oh yeah, I was watching that and that inspired me to do my shit. So you can affect other people's lives in a positive way while being focused on your shit. And I think that's where yeah. things also yeah. get confused. It's like, no, the best way to lead is example. Yeah. Let people right. see you execute and do. And then it becomes very like, I want to do what he's doing, not what he's talking about doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a big difference. It's like uh, I had someone come up to me in the gym and say, hey, great woman advice on the show. Okay. And I had to stop and go, woman advice? 
<laughs> when did we ever give any good woman advice? Like, I'm dying to know when we give one ounce of good woman advice. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, someone asked how to get a woman. And you said, oh, yeah, yeah. stop focusing on getting a woman. Focus on being better at your job, better at your hobbies, yeah. better at executing and completing your tasks, better at setting goals. And then the joke was, make more money and they'll come to you. But essentially, <laughs> that's what I meant, was be a, be a focused, driven person and people who respect focus and drive will want to be around you and want to learn from you and want to listen to you and want to help you and want to be involved with you. And that includes people that want to date you. Yeah. You know, right. and I think that people get distracted by, I think people let people into their circles that aren't adding to their circles often. And that oh, that's, that's a distraction. Sure. And that's part of the focus thing. That's one of the elements that he mentioned was he's like having focus also means being aware and being, having enough focus to know who are you spending your time and energy on because it's, it's either costing you or it's a net zero, right? Some friendships give as much as they get, so it's a net zero, which is fine. Or it adds, which is even like, like you know, makes you want to add back, so it's a net zero again. You know, you want it to be, mm -hmm. you know, you, everyone wants their friendships to be, you know, even, right? Yeah. But right. if you've got someone in your life that's just sort of taking, sucking, sucking positive energy out of you, sucking time, sucking energy, could be money, um, you have to like be aware of that. Because it, it can't go on forever. You know what I mean? You can't have True. a hole in your gas tank forever. Yeah. You know? So that's how he described it, having a hole in your gas tank. I'm glad we got to finish that conversation. I was really bothered that I didn't get phase two. I'm like, I got phase one down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, sounds like agree. A, it sounds like phase two is under control too, but it's definitely a good – it's a good – that was a, actually – I love when the answer is simple and when – Sometimes you're executing things without realizing, which means if you focused on them, you would execute them even better. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Right. You know, and we do get so good at certain things that we can do them on autopilot, which is great. It enables us yeah. to multitask more. You know what I mean? But if we ever want to level that thing up, we can't keep it on autopilot. We have to go back to it, level it up ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? Very and true. Then maybe Very if we, true. you know. You know, we could put it back on autopilot once we get really good at that next level, I guess. Move on to focusing on something else. Once you've hired a manager for it. <laughs> so so I had a segment, which I, I give you guys a little warning on, but I wanted to start off with, so what it is, is things that need to be left in 2022. Now, obviously, I have some sarcastic ones that are, I mean them, but they're funny. Um but I did want to see if you guys had any things that you would suggest, not for you, Perhaps but reserved. in general for, oh, for people. That is a good answer. <laughs> um, you could leave those reps in 2022. Um, if you have anything that you think is good advice or even information you had to use in the past uh, or need to use for yourself to leave in 2022 that you see going on at any level in the world. And then, of course, give me the your too. Yeah. I, I've got one that's the, the term... The term health phase. Hmm. You don't like that. You don't like health phase, huh? No, I don't like that term. I think it's really silly. We got to start using the term. I'm just in a health phase right now. What, what do we call uh, it? Then? No. Yeah, no, actually, everything you do is unhealthy. 
There is no health phase. <laughs> you're in the decade of your life where you're going to hardcore bodybuild and compete. You're not in a health phase at any point. You can you can be you can be minimizing damage and stress. You could be uh, you know uh, trying to take care of yourself as good as possible, but don't call it a health phase. Come on, you're not at a yoga retreat. Come on, it's not a health phase. You know, yes, this is what I'm looking for. This is like, the information. Yeah. Just because you're not you're using trend, healthy. just because you're not using trend. Yeah, right you're now. off trend. You imagine me. Just imagine me. Imagine me in 2000, 2009, sitting there at 330 pounds. And I just finished running a gram and a half a test and 600 EQ and 100 Anadrol a day. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just in a health phase right now. Yeah. Just imagine. That just means how ridiculous Anadrol. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know. 12 weeks later, I'm, I'm still cruising on, you know, well, back in those days, I don't even know, 400 test. And, you know, I'm still 315. I'm in a health phase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, you're not. <laughs> Nothing, you're, this is not a health phase. Nothing about this is a health phase. I just, just had to get that off my chest. Right now. It's good one. Yeah, you're just not really making it worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right, Scott. What Do you have, do you have anything? Could be... Yeah, I'm thinking very serious, like health phase. Or I'm thinking, I'm thinking, but throw throw a couple at us, Dusty, and let me let me hear right, where you're I going. Got a, with I got this. a few I can help you guys. So some of these are just so I I like to read comments on pictures. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few comments that I need to be left in 2022. This is the big one. Resist the urge to use the trite line louder for the people in the back. Every time you read something oh. you mildly agree with, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the one first of time someone said that. Yeah. The great you're like, comment. oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. 7,226. And you're the same guy that's using it. I'm like, oh, because yeah. that's another one. Um, oh, and this is the one between the girls, because this I love. So a girl gets her, she gets engaged. All the women that fucking secretly hate her but follow her. They now comment. And my mm -hmm. favorite comment is, I'm literally crying. I love you so much. After someone you barely know and likely don't even really like, post something they're happy about. You're not really crying. And you sound like an idiot. I hate that. Oh, I'm literally. No, you're not. Yeah. If you are, you're pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay. And this is, I'm going to bring one to the gym now, Scott, to help you. <laughs> Go All full right. circle. All right. And I think I got, I driving, one. I got one. Driving your hips forward at the top of a squat as if that somehow activates the glutes. Knock that yeah. shit off. Hmm. Gravity, okay. straight up and down. You are doing, you're actually taking away focus yeah. from what you're trying to do. I could see in that movement. For Please sure. stop doing it. I, I see it and I'm like, mm. yeah. my head does that turn like Donna, but yeah. it's not the happy one. I'm like, mm. and I, grit that side of my cheek okay yeah. you ready scott go ahead all right i i feel like there has been a lot of polar thinking in the last couple of years it's not just 2022 the black and white thinking uh that oh, it's either Jesus, okay. all one way or it's all the other way and i feel like oh, one yeah. of the things we've really tried to express in the like the educational side of podcasting has been to just think for ourselves you know that uh, the, the latest one was that um rat studies don't prove anything rat studies don't relate to humans and um you know i feel like the medical community has used rat studies for 
like ever, right? Like rat studies have always existed. Animal studies have always existed and they're there for a reason. Does it completely relate to humans? No, but it gives us a lot of really good information. There's a lot of things I think that we're being told that everything is all good or everything is all bad. Estrogen is used to be all bad and now it's all good. I guess I just want to, I want to get back to like that middle ground. And I, I do hope Absolutely. that as a society and as a community in bodybuilding, that we can get more to that, that middle ground, that the accurately rated area, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I thought you were talking about getting out of, of a long prison sentence. No. Rat studies. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, <clears throat> on to the next. Yes. Okay. You yeah, almost blurted I, one I, out. I love Ron. that one. You have one. You have one. You almost blurted I, one out. I was... Yeah, I was going to blurt one out. I was going to say um, uh, it was along the lines of what you said. You see, uh, I wish women could be nicer to one another. Like That's, really nicer or like be, fake nicer the way they do it? Like actually nicer instead of just bullshit nicer. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Guys just don't. Yeah. I just don't think guys do that shit as much. Like if you don't really like the person, don't comment at all. Don't write, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. Like, you know what they like? They just leave their post alone. Just move Don't even follow it. her. Just, Why do you follow her? Don't even follow her. Like, yeah. just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of that. And I, I think for some reason, uh, and the our female listeners can really help us out here. We'd love to hear, love to hear your comments on, on what we think. But I think guys generally think, think women are mean to each other in mm. like a lot of ways that guys aren't. We kind of look at each other sometimes and go, what the fuck's going on there? You know what I mean? It's kind of a funny well, thing. I think it has a lot guys, to do with Instagram too and all the da, 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 da. Do you ever yeah. notice though too, like guys, like if you don't like me and I and I know it because you've made it known, I'm cool with that. It's like a res- cool. It's not a yeah. problem. And then you will have an occasion. I just had this happen recently and I don't even care anymore, but there's a guy I used to go back and forth with all the time. Yeah. We did not get along in the bodybuilding world. Fine. Yeah. It was very open. The other day, there was a video put up of me training, and it was apparently impressive by him. There was a comment about it being good. I'm like, see, you don't just hate someone in general either. Yeah, yeah. Like, like women can literally hate someone to the point where they're like, I just cured cancer. Like, bitch. (laughs) Like, well, she did cure cancer. (laughs) We can't give her that? No? Okay, we're not giving her that. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. That's a very valid one. Uh, on a more serious note, I think one that I've seen a ton of in bodybuilding in the world, but in bodybuilding that fascinates me is the living well beyond your means. Mm. Mm. I think that's always been a problem, uh, you know, but I think you can. It's something to very easily leave this year and you can move on yeah, with it because I like that. I have had savings my entire life, even when I was broke. And I mean, like, I, I'd make eight twenty-five an hour, and I used to keep twenty percent of it on the side. Imagine right. trying to live. I had, oh, I had, was married at the time, so we combined made like seventeen dollars an hour. Yeah, and twenty percent was pulled every check as soon as we got it. Shh, slide over, and then live off that. I don't think people realize this is something that I was taught actually was. You pay yourself first, meaning you pull that 20% before anybody gets their money, before your rent gets paid, before your car gets paid, before anything happens. Yeah. 
you pull that money. Now you pay bills. Now you see what's left, if anything. And then you move mm-hmm. forward. Like, it's a baffling thing to me. And the reason I bring it up is because I witnessed two people this year miss opportunities because they didn't have money. They didn't have liquid cash to take advantage of opportunities that they would have had. But I knew of both of their $80,000 cars in the driveway. Hmm. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. there's your money that would have created money. But hey, you got those two awesome liabilities in the driveway just fucking draining you. And I have liabilities, don't get me wrong, but they're paid for by other things. And there's there's what I consider to be plenty of liquid cash if an opportunity comes to hand. So I think people should think of that because the biggest argument that I hear from people when I talk about this is why I don't make enough money yet. And I'm like, yes, you do. You do. You just live off of every penny you have. If you pull that 20% first, you can live off the 80%. Hmm. It's just a little tougher. I I I owned a a condo. I I owned a condo and a gym before. And I, so I owned a condo and a gym and I was driving a $4,000 Jeep. Yeah. Like the, the vehicle was the last thing I got. I had like, I owned a, owned a home and the gym was running strong four years deep before I went and leased a vehicle. You know what I mean? Like I just kept driving that Jeep. Fuck. It gets me to the gym and I just didn't give a fuck. I never gave one fuck about that. I didn't give a fuck. I went and bought a vehicle finally because I was like, this vehicle's old enough. It's going to like die on the highway. We talked like, about that know. on the podcast. Yeah. That was like a whole big Yeah, you guys were like telling me to go <laughs> I get was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see young guys that have, like they pull up, some of these kids pull up to the gym. I'm sure their parents are just rich or something, but they pull up to the gym and like fucking Mercedes, you know, cars and stuff. And yeah. okay, you're either a drug dealer or your parents just bought it for you. But like, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's crazy to do that first, yeah. you know, well, the first thing is a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. Or you, or you have things in reverse, which is, and this is, I think I told you this, I did this. So this is a, a mistake I made that I try to tell people all the time is, um, I used to think that if you could pay the note on something, it meant you could afford it. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's not accurate. So like I had my first $100,000 car and I was making good money, but I didn't need that shit. Yeah. Like, you know, it was 2010 when I bought my first $100,000 car. And here's a fun fact. I haven't had one since. Yeah. And I've had a lot more money since. Like now, if you said to me, oh, you want I would have to be doing so much better than I'm doing now to even possibly consider that a good decision. You know, so that's a big factor. And this is funny, but, and I don't even know if this is true, but I love when I read something and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But somebody, I I had read a quote that Jay-Z said, don't buy anything you can't buy twice right now. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and that could be false. So whatever, but whoever said it, whoever made that up, it's so accurate. So like when I bought my most recent motorcycle, like I could have bought up two of them that day, no problem. And my life wouldn't change at all if I bought them both. So that means right. you can afford to buy one. Go ahead. And I thought that yeah, was great, just, like basic cheesy advice. Because when I bought yeah. my 750 Merce, or BMW, I couldn't have bought two. No way. It tanked right. me. 
I get the car thing I, though, like like overdoing it. I I think there's the status thing that we we you know we get sucked into, and I think that it's like, hey, if I can pull up to the gym in this really nice car, then that that validates me to everybody else that I am a successful person. And it's you know it's being able. To, I think it's getting over that. You know what I'm saying? Getting over that mm-hmm. feeling of that need to be validated and seen a, a certain way. If we can get over that, I think that's where, you know, and I feel like I, I, I've fallen into that. I remember, and I talked about this a couple of years ago, I cracked my freaking phone. Uh, I had bought a phone. I didn't even have it for a year and I was training at home and it fell off a shelf and it just landed on a dumbbell just right. Shattered the screen. I didn't get it fixed for a while. And I remember thinking to myself, like when people would see me and I'm like, oh yeah, here, let me get your number. And I've got a cracked phone. Like you judge people. I judge people. If I see their phone is broken, like, can't you get that fixed or, you know, and it's like, and I recognized though, like I felt like a piece of shit. Like, how are people looking at me, you know, because I have this cracked mm. phone and I recognize right. like part of that. There's a status thing to how how new your phone is, how new your car is, yeah. how new your shoes are, you know, all that stuff. And it, it, I think any of us, including myself, can get sucked into that. Being able to get around that, you could save a lot of money. That's for sure. I did buy a new phone. I needed it. I like I legit need well, when it. You get older, <laughs> when you get older, though, you realize that that doesn't matter. Like It really doesn't. Yeah. Um. You know, we we have a I don't even know what year it is, but like a Nissan Rogue that's paid for also. Yeah. And I was planning on buying a new Bronco because I was like, oh, you should get a Bronco. Those are cool cool. and whatever. I like the new Bronco. And um, by the way, not the sport, the real one. Yeah. Um, But anyways, and then we just one day we had a conversation. We're like, do we really want to do that? Because we're trying to buy a lake house. And I'm just like hoping to be able to do that in the next year. I'm like, we only we're together all the time. Like all it would change yeah. is which one car we got into. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we don't need another car. Fuck that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's eighty thousand dollars just burnt. Yeah. And it's you know again, and sometimes you have to factor in too. Like, even when you can afford it, do you need it? Because yeah. I can only imagine if I go and then I you know I could have gotten a better interest rate if I put another thirty grand down or, or something crazy like that. And I'm like, oh, awesome. That just cost me thousands of dollars. Right, I got the stupid right. car I didn't need, you know. And I yeah. will say for for young guys or girls that are that haven't done it yet, aside from my truck, which I still love, three years later, um, every vehicle I've ever had, no matter how nice it was, it only lasted about six weeks before I was just getting in the car and going where I was going. Yeah, exactly. I just like, yeah. I completely forget. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I gotta go. You know, I'll take the rogue sometimes because it's easier to park. I'm like, I gotta go steal her car and take off. I'm like, yeah. Take the truck. Yeah. I stole your car. Fuck off. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I, the same thing when when I bought like I drive a Ford Explorer, right? I bought a Ford Explorer, mm-hmm. and I actually wanted another Jeep. I wanted another Grand Cherokee, and the Grand Cherokee is like you know fifteen twenty k more than the Explorer. Okay, and it's essentially right. the same vehicle, right? It's just a Jeep, and Jeep yeah. costs more. They just price point higher. But I test drove both of them, and I was like, oh god. That didn't feel like twenty grand, huh? Like, <laughs> I just felt like the same fucking truck. Like, yep. I like the, I even like the dash a little better. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck it, and I went with the Explorer, and like literally, like days later, I was driving it one day, and I was like, oh my god, this is the best call I ever made. Like, huh. I wouldn't, I would not have given a fuck about like to have 
that Jeep Grand Cherokee. Like, yeah, I'm so glad cool. I didn't buy it because this thing's like, you know, another ridiculous thing is I drive about, I guess, about three thousand miles a year, <laughs> ten feet a year, <laughs> right? So like, I could throw a rock to his gym that? from his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> And and like and I'm a terrible consumer. Like I was walking through the mall. Do you want to know what my number one thought is when I'm walking through the mall at Christmas time? What's that? My number mm-hmm. one thought. I'm looking at all the stores and I'm thinking, how the fuck do you guys stay open? Who needs any of this shit? Hmm. Right. Like yeah. how the fuck are half these stores in business? I'll walk by I'll walk by like a bedding store. It's just nothing but bedding and yeah. pillows. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I buy bedding like, I haven't bought bedding for like 20 years. I bought like two new pillows last year. Like, how does this, like, I think Emily bought a new blanket and some new sheets, like, you know, at fucking Winners. And like, I, I don't, who, how the fuck does a bed store just stay in business? Is there enough of that going on? Like, yeah, who needs a new bed every fucking week? Like, I, I just... I'm just a terrible consumer. I, I, I don't buy stuff. And I, I like to wear, I like to use stuff. till it's, I like to buy good stuff. And then I use right. it till it's worn out. And if it's yeah. good stuff, it lasts fucking ever. It lasts forever. So I just yep. don't understand how half of these businesses are even in business. I walk past the store. I'm like, who needs any of this shit? Sure. Like, you know, how many, how many new dinner sets do you need to buy every year? Like, God, I've had the same square plates since like 1999. They're still in the cupboard. Square, by the way. Emily loves them. She's like, oh, I love these big plates you brought into the relationship, you know. <laughs> Three girlfriends you know? ago, bought we those joke. For me. Um, <laughs> we joke, like we, we, yeah, 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 and we joke about like we should buy all new plates, like just get all new plates that match and shit. And she's like, eh, we don't really have people over. <laughs> what for? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does. It. I do that with stores too, but not on the same stance. Just I'm amazed because I'm like. Like a candy store. I'm like, how much fucking candy do you sell? Yeah. Like, who buys yeah. all this shit? I, I don't even yeah. understand. And and I mean, I also understand there's a difference between having a business that's alive and a business that's making money. But I'm like, that motherfucker's been there for four years selling candy. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know people ate yeah, that much candy. Me. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the, the thing is, is most of these stores, like I'd say 90% of the stores in the mall, the bubble of that store and everything that it encompasses barely touches my life right do you know what i mean like there'll be For a sure. store that sells like you know i just nothing in that store is involved in my thought bubble at all it doesn't even right. occur to me right so that sort of stuff just and i guess that comes back to um you know focus no i'm not distracted <laughs> exactly. by every new shiny thing like some people can't walk past a store at all some people go in every store oh i gotta see what this store has yeah. See what this store has. I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah, I think about that funny. when I go to Costco. Like, fuck, people are like it takes it takes so long to go to Costco. I'm like, why? You don't know what you're going for. I'm in and out in five things. I'm like, shoo, yeah. shoo, shoo. I know the path. Straight to the chest. If they move something, they moved my yeah. monsters the other day. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I went, my Where's mom the works there. I immediately ran. Mom, where the fuck's the monsters? Someone took me there. I was like, who? That was stressful. It was nine minutes that day. <laughs> I, I I need a I need a golf cart ride to the monsters. <laughs> Yes. Right now. Right now. Yeah. But that's also how you go broke, by the way. Wandering around and seeing cool shit that you don't need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also have to say this one day. I I also got to say a little little consumer advice. I um, 
you know, I bought this, like I, I built this silly pedal board for my guitars, right? Well, so you I've did, got all these you, effect pedals. Yeah, you got it all together. Yeah, now. I built like this awesome pedal board. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, rock, rock and roll fantasy land pedal board. <laughs> and um, about half the pedals on it are brand new. Like okay. I went to my favorite store, fucking tried out several pedals, picked the one I wanted, brand new pedal. And then I bought one off Marketplace. And I went on Facebook Marketplace, saw a pedal I wanted, bought it. And it was in mint condition. The guy still had the box. He sold the plastic bag that was sealed around it in the box. Like it was fucking brand new. He said he used it for like three months, barely used it, didn't really fit his style. It's, there's not a single scratch on it. I got to meet him. He's a really cool musician. He showed me his music room. He's got a bunch of cool <laughs> guitars. He had a drum set. We were like shaking hands and talking about shit. And he's like, oh man, you know, fuck, I'll check you out on Instagram. And now we're, now we're friends. And I got a $300 pedal for a hundred bucks. Nice. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. I'm buying stuff off marketplace. Like, like it was, That's you know what I mean? There's just, I got, I got so much out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just not a good, like, I'm just not a good consumer. I find a way around it. There's, you know, it's just, I don't know. That's my little tip. Good. Ron's gonna show up at my house to buy something if I didn't know him. I'm like, bro, we're not having a conversation. Buy it. Get the fuck out. Yeah, what are you it's doing? A porch pickup only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave well, the hundred under the mat. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the guy, the funny thing was the guy met me on the front step, right? Like I never expected to go into his house. I was just like front step, and I'm like, oh man, and we start talking, yeah. and he goes, Oh, hey, come on in, I'll show you my guitars. Like he, you know, so because we got bullshitting, yeah. right? Just be careful. And then people. I'm like, oh, anybody, I'm in this guy's house. Anybody watching? Yeah, just was, careful. Was, we want to give advice to people. You know, be safe. Don't go in strangers' homes. Don't invite every house man to your house. He, yeah. <laughs> I was looking for anything that reminded me of Dahmer. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, weird sure. smells, you know, here, yeah, have a weird drink. Smells. I wasn't know? like, did you have some meat go off lately? <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any of those questions. Anyways, what else can we leave in 2022, Dusty? Is this segment still oh, going? Well, got, Are we still on this? There's one thing that we could definitely leave in 2022. Reminding everyone that the sport of bodybuilding was better 10, 20, and 30 years ago. <laughs> there you okay, go. Okay, I'm good. I feel better now. <clears throat> there you go. Do you notice buys and tries reposted Jamie's comment? I saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was great. You know, it's good to, it's, it was good cigar, to see. And I saw there so, was there was another retort back. Like the, there was a clap back from the old guys. I was stoked ooh, that they yeah. figured out how to do it at their age. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, so, see, I yeah, thought that nice. you would take a little extra pride in the photo they used too, because it was Jamie smoking a cigar. So I yeah, felt like Dusty nice. would see that and go, ah, I get a little credit. What, well, they, they definitely, they wanted him to have that effect, you know? I mean, it is an effect. Yeah. And it Jamie is. has, Jamie has that already being like out. James Bond already thing going yeah. on. So, yeah, he does have push. a bit of a secret agent vibe, you know? Especially when they go somewhere fancy. Have you ever noticed that? Like when him and his wife go out and like the other day, they went like somewhere like, couple, he was in a, he was in like a tux. And I'm like, damn, I don't look yeah. like that in a tux. This is bullshit. I was expecting him to have a, a Watha PPK tucked oh, into yeah. his uh, shoulder holster there. Oh, he might know? have. He might have. For sure. For might've, sure. Might've well, we know he had a joint now that we've got to him, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. so did you guys do any Q&A okay. or questions or anything? I got a bunch. Yeah, let's do some YouTube questions. Don't we have some YouTube questions? All right. Yeah, yeah I have shoot. a few here. I've got a few here. 
Let me see what we got. We got to make sure people remember yes. that YouTube questions are the priority. Okay. So, so this is, uh, when we do questions, make sure you leave them on YouTube. All right. So Seth had asked us, um, does using a belt for deadlifts hinder overall back gains? I see James Hollingshead and Jordan Peters deadlift without a belt, and they have stupid, awesome erectors. Um, I like deadlifting without, but I know I could probably get some more weight on the bar with one. Do you know who had a really good back that was a big fan of wearing belts? Who's that? Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, buddy. Decent back. Decent back on that guy. The, the answer, and I can tell you because I'm stealing it from Jordan, he doesn't train with a belt because he never did. Okay. That's it. So now they're uncomfortable for him. If he puts one on, it's a distraction. It's a problem. So a belt won't take away from your back development. Um, but if you're already feeling strong and you've been training without one, you also don't really need to bring one into the equation, if you ask me. Your mic's on. You're muted. Muted. Your dog was barking. Oh, there we go. I always liked uh, deadlifting with a belt, but... I never gave it a thought as to how it affected my back development. I was just trying to, I just, with my experience and my body, I just felt safer using the belt for deadlifts. But, you know, I also see the value in doing stuff without a belt because I remember having back problems one time and it kind of had to do with my glutes and hams and the whole back as it, and my core strength. And uh, mm -hmm. I had a, a guy helping me out and I had seen a bunch of people about my back pain and they couldn't, they were giving me all this other stuff to do. Yeah. And then I talked to a trainer friend of mine that I really respected who worked with athletes like CFL players and hockey players. And he told me, ah, screw all that shit. Just get rid of your belt for a while. Your core's really fucked up. You've got some core muscles that are super weak and then some that are probably super strong. Hmm. So just stop wearing a belt at all for a while and just reset all the exercises that you can't do and just get your body strong. And so right away, I couldn't do stiff leg deadlifts or bent over rows with my normal weight without a belt. And I couldn't leg press without a belt because I'd been pushing against it. And mm -hmm. without the belt, I was like, oh, shit. So I had to like take a few plates off yeah. and get through it. And then very quickly, my back, like everything stopped hurting. And my body just got completely fixed in like six weeks without a belt. I'll be damned. And once it was all and i was i was stiff leg deadlifting four plates without a belt like six weeks later mm -hmm. and i couldn't even do two plates without a belt <laughs> so right um my something happened and my core just engaged and everything just went boom and then my buddy was like okay well you can use a belt now if you want for your big sets but make sure you don't do it for like i think i was just overusing it like i was putting it on and doing all my warm-ups yeah and mm -hmm. uh so so after that point i only put it on for like my big set when i thought i was being you know safer or whatever and but i you know i do all my warm-ups no belt no problem you know what i mean yeah and um that was uh, that was like the the craziest difference i ever saw that's the only advice i have regarding that's cool belts. all right how about this yeah. one got some home gym questions um leg press machine recommendations and uh what are the little things that people forget when building a home gym two things first thing footprint how yep. big is it so if let's say you find uh, a, a nebula leg press online for sale in your area yeah well that's an amazing leg press but it's fucking huge so if you so let's say there's a nebula and a cybex both available in your area and you're a huge nebula fan well 
might still be the worst choice for your home gym. Spybex is like probably like two feet shorter hmm. and, right. and, uh, and probably narrower too. So just footprints, a big thing with a home gym. Um, Cybex make a lot of great stuff that's really small and there's a whole bunch of other brands that do that. And secondly, don't focus on the brand. Hmm. Obviously, we want certain brands. We're all fans of Hammer, or, you know, Cybex Atlantis. We all want the good stuff in our gyms. But a home gym is only being used by you and a few people. It, 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 like a piece that might not be good enough for a commercial gym will still last fucking forever in your home gym, right? So you don't, you know, if you find like a no-name brand leg press and you get in it and it feels good and it's got a small footprint and it's only 400 bucks, fuck, ding dong, that's your leg press, like awesome. You know what I mean? And sometimes those will last forever in a home gym. Yeah. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be amazing commercial piece. There's some gems out there. So you gotta like, if you're gonna buy used equipment, you gotta go like get in it, try it out. You know, oh, fuck, this feels pretty good. I'll take this. You know what I mean? So that's my advice. You taught me that. And that was something I, I didn't recognize. And I'll tell you what, man, once you start moving around like commercial grade equipment, you recognize like how heavy that, like how overbuilt that stuff is. There's no way that I could ever break one of those machines, let alone, you know, like what are like some of the, some of the like high end home brands, like, um, like body, what is that, uh, Trying to, I can't think of the names offhand, but yeah, there's some really good stuff that like it wouldn't stand up in your gym, but you know, I could use it all day and it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. Especially cause you're treating it well too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, part of the wear and tear on machines is the number of people using it over time. And then a certain factor of it is like the odd person is a fucking idiot. Yeah. And you know, a lot of them are idiots. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just remove that, you know, remove the idiots and remove the frequency and number of people using it and things become a lot more durable yeah you know so fact yeah yeah what do we okay. think about the uh the future of bodybuilding the 30 of the competitors that were in out of the 30 competitors that were in the olympia 16 of them have never competed in the open olympia before what are your thoughts it's great homework I think, by the way yeah, yeah. well done yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's very obvious that the the future of bodybuilding is extremely bright because look at the look at the turnout, look at the feel, look at the conversation after the show, and look at the passing of the guard that's taking place. I mean, listen, Bonac didn't suck this year; he just got beat. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing when you start looking. You know, and, and Brandon, he didn't suck. He was a little off for sure. But I'm not going to say if he was as good as he was when he won the Olympia, you know, a few years ago that he would have won. So hmm. it's in great hands. And there are a lot of guys that we haven't even had time to talk about, which we would not anyways because we don't talk bodybuilding, um, that are going to continue to get better. Like there's guys I don't even know that were at the Olympia that – Next year, I'm going to be like, how did I not know he was there last year? Like, he's nuts. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think bodybuilding's in a in a great place, you know, industry-wise, popularity-wise. The guys at the top, Samson coming up, Hadi and Derek coming up from the 212 to be the two top guys in the open. You know, wild. that says a lot about the 212 division. Um, and it says a lot about focusing on quality 
because the 212 division is all about quality because they top out their body weights and they have to, you know, bring like ultra conditioning. And so that, that bleeding, not that it wasn't the, I mean, that was, you know, that's the game of the open anyways, but the, the strong reminder that that's the game comes from mm-hmm. Derek and Hadi being top two this year. It really, really, I think it was really good that they were the top two because it, all those other guys behind them, every single one of them, it's like, fuck, I just got beat by two guys from the 212. Yeah. Like, maybe there's something I can learn from what these guys are doing huh. coming into shows. Obviously, they're too big for the 212 now, but, yeah. you know, when I'm talking about the calloused mind of, you know, pushing down well, the ye- and the years that they spent know, at a lighter weight trying yeah. to make weight right like Derek yeah. under 212 continued to get drastically better yeah when staying under 212 whereas and this is a weak example but I can say for myself my goal was to get as big as possible as fast as possible I didn't have a pretty shape to begin with and I made it worse these right. guys, I think by refining and getting better and better inch by inch and then saying, okay, now that I have this physique that cannot stay under 212, let me shoot it up uh, you know, to 230, 240, whatever you weight on stage. It looked the same polished presented thing, just bigger. Yeah. It's also a big reminder. Anyone who's in a weight class should take a big lesson from that. You know, I was always a super, so I'd never had to make weight once in my life, but um, for all those guys that have been light heavies for a few years and maybe they're thinking, oh, I should go to heavyweight. You know, I've been 195 dialed in a few times. I should go to heavyweight. It's like, really? You think you should? You still got, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you should be, think about, think what these two 12 guys do to get into that weight class. Maybe you should, you know, add 10 pounds of muscle and still make 197. Like, right. like there's, you know what I mean? And that quality, I just really love that look. And I'm glad that that look is what took the f- top two spots at the O that, that two twelve competitor that simply cannot get down anymore. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. I, I just really like that mentality and that the, the, the way the physique looks at the end of the day, the two twelve guys are amazing. I think a lot of people you know? liked the way that that panned out. You know, I think a lot of people were yeah. happy with those decisions. Yeah, you know, I yeah, forgot I think- that after the Olympia last year, the first thing I said was that I hoped Derek never did 212 again. You did. On yeah, the show. we, also, did. we both talked about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, yeah. because even though he won, it wasn't it wasn't dominating like it was this year. Like yeah. it was no. dominating when he walked out. You said he hit that front double. You're like gasp in the audience. <laughs> it's funny how he like- looked better at 234. <laughs> He yeah. looked better at 234 oh, yeah. than he ever looked in 212. Yeah. Yep. Like Without it wasn't question. like there was any trade-off. It was like his physique was desperately needing to be bigger. Like yeah. that's the, yep. the state he was in, which really says a lot about his patience too. Hmm. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? To continue to do that. So um, the only thing, you know, I would say, so I said positive and all that, those aspects. Um but, you know, I do think bodybuilding is in a little bit of trouble when it comes to um, all the reckless stuff that guys have been doing for the last decade. Well, more than that, but it's really been reckless in the last decade with, you know, 
I mean, we had guys like Boston and all that stuff that was going on on the internet and all the influence that a lot of those guys had. Um, and you know, when, when you tell people to take four grams, five grams of shit a week and a gram of tran and all this stuff, you tell guys to do that, you're not going to see the problems right away. Yeah. It's going to be right. like five years, six years, seven years later, you start seeing all these guys that are fucked up and dusty. And I just had a text thread going this morning with Dante and, you know, obviously no names will be uh, repeated, but you know, Dante was just expressing some frustration with us. He sent me some, he sent us some blood work and he's, he's like, why do these guys always come to me when it's way too fucking late? Mm, he's like, look at this fucking up. shit. And he showed us some blood work and it was like, Jesus fuck. Yeah. And the, and then in the, in the, in the message, the guy was talking like, Oh yeah. You know, like I just, you know, got to correct these and get these numbers. Dante's like, these numbers are fucking there's, this isn't like a correctable thing. This is like, you have to immediately change your lifestyle in like every way. Like yeah. you have to yeah. reduce food, quit. drop body weight, stop training. Like you actually have to stop training because your kidneys can't take the, the, the stress of like filtering all the waste products from training. You know what I mean? Like your kidneys are yep. so bad. You have to stop training. Hmm. Like, and, and it's, um, I do think we can get through it. Cause I don't think this is, I mean, we've seen some really, nasty stuff happen in bodybuilding and we've all gotten through it but but i i do think we can get through this phase and i do think this will be looked back at as like sort of the the the, the dawn of like the internet bodybuilding era and what it did you know and there's so much good that it comes out of the internet with information and people telling their real life stories and their real experience and all the stuff that like you know i know that we're all trying our best to contribute in a positive way you know and um mm -hmm. i think we can get through it the industry will get through it, but it is a, it is in a little bit of like trouble right now with, you know, just, we had a lot of bullshit going on for a while and it's really coming to the surface. So, you know, that's my, well, I think what happened, think. if you remember is <clears throat> when a lot of these people were speaking loudly mm -hmm. about the fact that you can take grams and grams and you'll be fine. Look at me. It was satisfying for a lot of people that were listening to it because they, they wanted to hear that so that they could say, that's why the pros are better than me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's why when that. Don J. Trudell and other people would come forward and say, you do not have to do that. People would say, bullshit, you're a liar because that's a lot easier to swallow than my genetics aren't good enough or I don't work consistently enough or whatever else it is. And I hate to use this word, but thankfully, a lot of people are going to dodge the bullet because other people didn't and can say, oh, shit. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, yeah. my, my argument is simple. Um, and I could say this for even myself. If, if, I, if I was going to die because of the things I did for my level of bodybuilding, it wouldn't be worth it. Hmm. So right. keep that in mind when you're chasing your stuff. It's like I've done really well. My whole life is paid for by bodybuilding and I could still say without question if I had to die for it the next year it's a bad move hmm. so right. you know think about that when you're when you're you know following in the footsteps of people who you know led you in the wrong direction because at the end of the day uh, you know for example and just to say one name without hammering him away but like look at Boston he was never a great bodybuilder he just took a ton of drugs right you know, yeah. so the drugs, if anything, he did prove our point. The drugs won't do it for you. 
I had um, a, a, a guy I know, and he's like a good bodybuilder, you know, and pretty experienced. Like he's done nationals and everything. And he messaged me. He sent me a picture of Bumstead. And he's like, mm. what is, you know, what is he doing to get this look? Like, like how much trend and how much GH is he doing to get this look? And I just <laughs> laughed and I'm like, actually, you probably picked the worst example of drug use you could have possibly selected from the entire weekend. Yeah. You know, like yeah. probably like you're that you couldn't be farther off the mark. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, I'm not speaking for him and I'm not going to fuck, but, but it, those, those two items might not even be in the fucking recipe. Like <laughs> you're literally, you're, you're, you're literally looking at like, like the most talented guy in the industry who's yeah. probably the healthiest. So like <laughs> it just, the, even, even experienced people have this like fucking roadblock thing that happens when they see something like that, yeah. you know? The guy who's on the most trend in GH is probably tied for 16th. Yep. I, I didn't see it for a long time. I couldn't see it until I was working with people who were much better than me, and I could see what they were responding to. And I could see they didn't need nearly as much drugs as I did, and they were much more successful than I ever was using, you know, far less. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, 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 it really is something that I had to see with my own eyes. And so I, I do get it when I see the comments where people are saying, and I try my best to really explain it to them. I don't have, you know, I don't have like a, an ulterior motive. It's not like if you take less drugs, the IFEB gives me money or, you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no reward at (laughs) all. In fact, they're less likely to hire you as a coach and probably stop listening to you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But to me, it's like, I, so I, you know, at some point I just have to be like, yeah, okay. You know, it is what you have to figure it out on your own, but you know, we still, Mm -hmm. we still try. It's been a big thing with blood, sweat and gear. When we have somebody on, that's like a really successful bodybuilder. We've had guys that come on and tell us, Hey, yeah, I use, I use a lot of gear and some guys are middle of the road and some guys are low and it's just, that's the way it is in the real world. But to see those guys that are so successful and can win shows, have had guys win pro cards without trend, you know? very mild stuff yeah. under a gram total it's like you a lot of people they just won't believe that you know but you know uh, yeah, yeah i don't know i, I, I still my favorite my favorite example my favorite example is all the lee priest stories that have been just repeatedly yeah. confirmed by every person he ever lived with i believe him where he would know, like really do he would like load up an ampadeca put it on the table and it would sit on the table for like a week yeah and then paul paul delette would be like are you gonna take your shot like yeah. you're like 10 weeks out and they'd be like, Oh yeah, I should probably take my shot. Like just literally randomly taking the odd amp for like 12 weeks into a show and showing up looking like Lee priest. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> yeah. he, he just- had this. He, he's, and he's, he's been so funny about it. the thing is too, is that um, it was my friend VJ that pointed this out to me that he was always, he's always been consistent with those stories. It hasn't changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. If somebody's going to tell stories over and over again, it can change over time. And you know, if they're making stuff up, but it's always been the same consistent thing, you know, whether you believe them or not. Yeah, no. And just that's one of my markers is when other people that, you know, people that lived with Lee in different time periods, all the same yeah. stories. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, that's uh, yes, like him. Hey, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should probably take some wind straw. Hey, I'm six weeks out from the O. I got one more here. <laughs> you know? 
We can determine. Uh, I don't know who wants to answer this question. We'll figure it out. Um, I'd be interested to hear who the game changers are in each genre of music, in your opinions, throughout the years. Is that a dusty oh, question? Definitely. Obviously. I mean, I'm the expert when it comes Who's to music. That? I want to hear. I, I want to. Well, this this could. This is a huge question, but it could be just made small. We could keep this simple. Who who were well, the? Kurt Cobain are is a fa- game changer. Yep. Because yeah. he created an entire genre, so that's he, obvious. He helped bring it. Um, he helped bring it. Yeah, yeah. let me he let let me it. let me and Scott do this, <laughs> and then Ron, you fix where we fucked up. Um, okay. I would argue Eminem was one yeah. in the rap world. I might be too close to Eminem, <laughs> being that I live two miles, three miles from Eight Mile. So eight miles, three miles from Eight Mile. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really do think that that's another example. I'm going to solve um, And then I'm going to list one that is um, shocking, but not for the reason that people would think. Justin Bieber. And the reason is YouTube. Yeah. He became famous off of YouTube. Did he really? I didn't even what know What he that. did since then. Yeah, his fucking mom recorded his shit and put it up. And You're kidding me. I don't know. I mean, yeah. that He's like the... like. Record labels are fucked because people started having that. Oh, you yeah. have you have that case, and then another one, which is uh, Donna doesn't like this. Is um, Jay Z couldn't get a label, so he created one. Oh yeah, yeah. So Ron, do your thing. <laughs> well, she looks yeah, at I mean, me like, like kiss my ass. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, that's hard. There's a lot of game changers. I don't know. I mean, geez, for for me, uh, uh, there's just too many for me. I would just start droning on and on. But um, do it. The M- Eminem's a great one. Eminem, Eminem was a great one because he brought an entire um, new wave of people into hip hop. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. we 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 all relate. To certain artists right we all relate like relating to people you know the kid that feels like he's you know downtrodden and angry he relates to maybe he hears a heavy metal band and that's his band holy fuck these guys and yeah. eminem i mean before eminem let's just be honest the only white rappers we really had were the beastie boys yeah. and they were a little different they were, they were like actually a punk band yeah 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 they were yeah. like a they were like a punk band a skater punk band that kind of turned into a rap group and and they were also they were also very Jewish too. Yeah, so they were that New York Brooklyn right. So they sort of were in the Jewish culture, the hip hop culture, and they were white. So they sort of there was and they weren't quite rap the way rap was. Like they weren't rapping about the same things. Yeah. They were kind of goofy story like goofy metaphor guys. It was just a different style of rap. But when Eminem came along. That was when, like, I mean, the movie showcases it. That was when, like, all the white kids that loved rap were like, fuck, that could be Uh me. You don't even know. Around here in Detroit, like, every kid that was into them, into him, like, all dyed their hair that blonde color. Like, everywhere I'd go, there's some some kid walking down the street with, like, a wife beater and the dyed hair all covered in Detroit tattoos. Like, literally everywhere. Yeah. Causing pandemonium. I, I find it so... A lot of people don't, they'll, they'll criticize those type of artists. Like, oh, he caused all these clones. Like, remember this, the real Slim Shady video with yeah, all the clones? Yeah, yeah. They, they all the thousands of me. clones. Like, that was genius. Yeah, so, 
They're trying to look like me, dress like me, yeah. you know, walk, talk, and act yeah. like me. Yeah. Um, so it, it, when, when that happens, when a phenomenon like that happens, a lot of people were really criticized because they don't want a bandwagon, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think that's fantastic because that's telling an entire generation of people, all those bandwagoners, all those kids that are leeching on, it's actually telling them, this could be you. Huh. You can fucking right. do this. And so I, I think those are moments are, are important. And, and then you see like 20 years later, you'll see the results. You know what I mean? 10 years later, right. you'll see the, 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 the culture spreading and the demographic changing. And, you know, I think Eminem was, you know, like um, I'm, I actually have to finish watching that, that documentary. Um, which one was it oh, no uh, that you recommended to me? That one with, where it's him and uh, Dr. Dre, and uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. It's it's on it's up on streaming, but I have to I have to finish watching that. But um, he's a good example. I wanted to ask Dusty because since he moved to South Carolina, he's been going to these country music festivals. Yeah, he sure has. And um, <laughs> I wanted to ask him who his favorite country artist is, since I know nothing about country. For all the all the cowboy oh, boot wearing fucking wow, hay bale fucking. The- yeah. Rednecks so this there. is tricky though, because here's what's classic. A true country person would disagree with what I call country. Because right. country has become right. like a blend of like rock and country in some ways. I've seen that. And yeah. some yeah, of the Nashville even the, the Nashville hit factory. Yeah. So like if if you look at like I have a friend that when I tell I'm like, oh God, you know, this person, you know, like I just went and saw Jason Aldean over the summer. I thought he was awesome. She does not even consider him country music at all. Oh, it's, it's insulting right. to even use the term. I'm like, you got a cowboy hat, country. I'm done. <laughs> I rest my case. No, but right. I mean, so that I do like the current crop of country because the old stuff that people really get hardcore behind, I can't. I can't do so that. So what 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 do you shit. consider what do you consider the the country you can't get behind? Oh man, like really old twangy country Alan Jackson like my mom used oh, to listen to country say, music and it was just rough. So it, I I know I the stuff. The early yeah. 90s the 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 uh the stuff that that the country music television was built on, the first wave of pop country. Oh, yeah. So, like, now, like, and you would love, if I sent you, like, uh, Warren Ziders, who's a smaller country guy, if I sent you his music, Ron, like, two songs, you'd be like, fuck, this is good. Because it's like, it basically, it's rock sung by a guy with an accent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? So, really I'm good still stuff. A sucker. Yeah, it's, I, I'm it's still a sucker for, uh, whenever, one, when I, whenever I hear one of Garth Brooks's old hits, Oh, he's still turning it up. Like, ah, Garth there, Brooks. That's a guy, out. for example, though, that changed the game, like you were talking about. Yeah. Just yeah, did yeah. his, like, did it his way, which is off the charts. And I find him interesting because if, you, if you're thinking musically, he's not, like, extremely talented vocalist or anything. Like, if you right. listen to him sing, he's a performer, you know, and the, the music choices. I don't really know if he wrote anything or anything, but, you know, not that's the other thing that I've been. I've been getting behind that now, Ron, that you're into is like when I find someone who writes their own music, right? It's a whole different game. Like we, we went, when we went to that Jason Aldean concert, I was introduced to Hardy, who is now my guy. I was like, because he, he started mentioning like other, oh, I wrote this song, you know, now I can hear a song and know he wrote it without even, and I look it up. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, I knew it. Like, right, right, right. 
and and the guy I didn't know this by the way. He went to school to become a music writer. Like to write songs. I didn't even know that was a college right. thing. And I'm sure his parents yeah. were fucking livid when that's what he went to college for. <laughs> yeah. Waste of college money. Yeah, he's doing all right now, right. so I guess it worked out. But yeah, right. it's, it's it's very so, cool it's so to funny get into to these, me. you know. It's so what funny is- to me how you have some people that are um like trained musicians, you know, like you, you get you get some guys they grew up learning classical guitar or piano, like their parents had them in classical piano, and then they pick up a guitar when they're thirteen and they're a wizard by sixteen and they're in a metal band by nineteen and they're signed by twenty one and they're you know like and they're just blazing yeah. guitar players and then you know i I watched a video with Dave Grohl in it the other day, and he was like he was holding awesome. a guitar and he was in he was in front of a bunch of like teenagers, yeah. And he was talking mm-hmm. about music and he's like, like this. And he plays a chord. He goes, this chord. I don't know what this chord is. Ding, ding. I don't know what it's called. I don't know anything about it, but I like this chord and I use it in Everlong. That's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, and that's I'm just amazing. like, how are both of you people, both millionaires off the same craft? That's you know, awesome. right? But exactly. It, 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 it comes down to like multiple ways of getting the job done and, 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 you know, you know, it sounds good, so I play it. You know? I watched a, a music I documentary. Love <laughs> I watched a music documentary uh, just a couple days ago, Victoria. It was on Netflix, I think, and it was about Woodstock '99 and how right. big of a complete catastrophe it when was. When the '90s died, it was a three-day or a three-part episode thing, and each oh. episode was one day, and they just went right through it. And it was it was fantastic the way they went through and they're talking about like the band. So they wanted to like make sure that things didn't get too crazy. But the old people who put it together didn't have any idea about the bands that were popular at the time that they brought. So they're like, we have like, like 200. Yeah, we have 250,000 people here. We got to try to keep them calm. And then the biggest headliners were Limp Biscuit, uh, Corn. I think it was Limp Bizkit and, and Corn, yeah, and Rage Against the Machine, and they're like, you know, we'll oh, just awesome. and they had all these bands, and and I guess it was really Limp Bizkit that really like lit people up. They got he got them so riled and so excited, and then they started. They did this thing where they like at, they wanted to hand out candles, and they so they hand out candles to everybody to do like a vigil against gun violence and stuff. And they're like, so we took away all the things that they could possibly burn, you know, any kind of flammable items before they came in, and now we're going to give them candles. And once the fire started, they're like, we got to do something, and they had the Red Hot Chili Peppers on at the very end. And they're like, we got to get, we got to have them do something to help, you know? And Anthony Kiedis was like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say to these people that's going to calm them down. And they're like, well, just get out there and play something. And they went out there and they did a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Let me, let me stand by your fire. And it's just like the whole place burnt the fuck down. It was. Yeah. They started tearing the barricades apart and lighting fire to all the plywood that was out there. Yeah. They were like, yeah, dude, they like blew up all the trucks. There's propane tanks in the, in the storage vehicles and stuff. All the semis literally think shit was exploding. Cars are overturned. They literally destroyed that place. And then they were doing like a, a, they did like a PR conference 
like three hours before the end and they're like it's not over yet but you know we've we're pretty content with how this went we've gotten through it everything was really great the mayor invited them back <laughs> it was oh it was my crazy God. it was good it that was, was good. before things i think were metallica was on that bill too wasn't metallica there as well i i i think i don't know they didn't mention metallica yeah, i can't at all. remember okay and that might have okay. been the 94 one well, yeah. i don't know but yeah it might have been that might have been yeah. i remember watching woodstock 99 i I can't remember how I watched it. They might have been broadcasting it like like highlights on one of the music channels every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But I was like watching. I was like, I had the TV on all weekend, and there was a bunch of Woodstock '99 stuff coming through. Yeah. And and I remember seeing like the riots when Limp Biscuit was playing. And oh yeah. There was all the drama about the toilets and dude the fucking porta potties. Yeah. And, the the oh. the sewage water got mixed with the drinking water, and they had this girl who was saying, "Yeah, so I woke up and my throat was the sorest it's ever been in my life." and i had sores yep. all over my face and it turned out i had trench oh. mouth because she was drinking yeah. the contaminated water yeah oh, and it was God. in the mud and they were sliding yeah it was just yeah. disgusting yeah. yeah it all got yeah, mixed they, into I the remember, mud and people were yeah crawling uh, in the mud and, didn't they have uh, the porta potties on top of a hill i don't so even when, know uh and then when she, i think that might have been 94 and then when shit went sideways yeah. and they overflowed it all ran down the hill yeah, shit into literally like, like sideways. Dirt that it, like, the, oh, yeah. Dude, it, it was crazy. Yeah. And a big thing was, too, that they like, they didn't, they cut back funding because they wanted it. They were like, the original, the, the 94 one, not the original, the 94 one didn't make any money. So they're like, they had it on an Air Force base that was all walled in so nobody could break in for free. And then once they got the everything together, then they started cutting funding to it. So, it's like the, the the sanitation department got cut and funded and, and then it got like, you know, exported out. Somebody else, third party is doing it. All the vendors were third party. Oh. And then they kept raising the prices through the weekend. So they weren't allowed to bring water in. But then you had to buy water and it's like $4. And the next day it's $6. The last day it's $12. So, yeah, I'd be pissed too, you know? That's freaking oh, amazing. Yeah. It was a recipe for yeah. disaster. And there was one young guy worked. who worked on the staff and he was like, I don't know if that is a good idea. And they're like, just shut up, kid. You don't know any better. <laughs> the only guy that knew what was probably going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I could yeah. make a suggestion. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they wanted to I, I love those documentaries. It was so good. Did you All watch the Fire Festival one? No. No. Oh, that one was amazing. Did you check out the Fire Festival one? Like the biggest ripoff of all time. It was a music festival on an island. We did, yes, yeah, we did see that one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Oh God, those people that arrived to like where yeah. are the beds? There's nothing. You're stranded. Where are we sleeping? Like just you're on that island. How many days? Three days or something? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I can't imagine. That's Without we're going down a different trail. Victoria got us yeah, into that Wednesday Adams show and and I into. In an old show called Hunting Hitler. I swear to God, that dude didn't die in World War II. That's all I got Oh, you say. love it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You love it. <laughs> Sorry, I just railed us on the on everything. but I like the derail. That was great. Okay. Well, does Dusty have any over-unders? You know what? I think I do. Hold, please. Or do I? I think I might have only... You know what? Shit, I might have only done them for him. Oh. I did them with Cuba. You did Cuba over under. We didn't use them. All right. Well, that's okay because oh, I'm going to use them on you guys. I'm going to use these on you guys. Blast and cruise cycles, drugs. 
all out, short periods, all off, short periods, underrated or overrated? I'm going to say overrated. All out, short periods, and then all off, like completely off? Yeah, like, like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, remember Cruise Blasting Cruise was like 200, and then oh, but yeah. it was blasting hard for short breaks instead of doing the longer cycles. Remember, that was, oh, that was a thing yeah. for a while. Yeah, overrated. Okay. Overrated, yeah. overrated. overrated. They agreed. That's boring. Um, I'm just going to say overrated. A. Yeah. Oh, we're on to the next one. No explanation. We're on to the next. You guys were boring. Yeah. <laughs> Trene. Overrated, underrated. I'm going to say overrated because people think they have to use it to even do a show. And that's just not true. True that. I got nothing. I can't argue that. That's the truth. It's the truth. All and right, it's right, gotten right. so much attention. We talked about it. Like there's people in mainstream work in the mainstream world that know what trend is nowadays. And they just think of it as this like this magical, crazy thing. You're going to take it. And the next thing you know, you're going to go crazy and you're going to be super strong and you're going to get ripped. And all that stuff is true. But <laughs> I actually just heard someone who was like on the fringe of knowing what steroids were, you know, yeah. like their friends, a bodybuilder. And they're not really they're just kind of like, you know, those people they are on that the edge of the circle. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. They're aware of bodybuilding, but they're not doing it themselves. And uh, and he actually said, he's like, yeah, but I mean, like, that guy's, you know, that guy's huge. So, like, he's on trend. So, yeah. like, that was his, like, he's like, oh, well, yeah, but that guy's taking trends. So, like, of course he's benching five plates. Yeah, naturally. Like, that sort of thing. Like, it's like it's that type of a drug. Yeah. So, I would say it's, yeah, it's overrated. Wolf pack bags. Overrated. I didn't even know <laughs> that that bag. I didn't even know what those were till we got to the Olympia. Actually, till we got, we were in line at the airport, and there's a couple in front of us that had them. And I was like, Victoria, that's pretty cool. That that uh, backpack they have, yeah, that's nice gym bags. I was like, that's gym related, but they've got Molly on it, like the like like stuff her shooting does. I was like, that's pretty cool. She's like, that's the Wolfpack bags they were talking about. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're really cool. So you know I, my, both my business partners have them. Like they're really cool. They're well made. Yeah. But I just, I just say overrated because, like, you know, everyone always like, you know, gets in these fads where they think they have to have one. That's all. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm fine with a regular so, gym bag. I keep my my dishes I have, separate. I, I got to do two things with these because I find it fascinating. Number one, whoever created it is a genius. Because if you brought that to me. And said, hey, I want you to invest in this idea. I'm going to do this gaudy, oversized fucking backpack for adults. <laughs> then I'm going to have you label who your what your entire life matches up to be with stickers, basically, on the back. Yeah. I'd be like, this is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. No one's going to do that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Because I, I do think it's funny. And you have to admit this. So nobody wants to be like, everyone's like, don't put me in a box. I'm my own man. I do what I want to do. Do you want to label everything you do in your life on the back of your backpack? Uh-huh, yes. NBC athlete, check. Coach, check. Yeah. I'm like, you're putting yourself in your own fucking box. Makes me laugh. So I love the guy for creating that genius. I also, you know how everyone has like a thing that it doesn't make any sense, but it annoys them. Like my old business partner used to hate sandals. He's like, you're a fucking grown man. Put on some shoes. And I'm like, why is that a big deal? Yeah. I wear slides. 
You know, I mean, fuck, I hang out with Scott and he wears Crocs for crying out loud. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. So mine is grown men wearing backpacks. I just think it's funny. Yeah, right. If you're heading off to school, what's happening? I'm old. I just throw a thing, a shoulder bag on and walk in. I'm 40 fucking years old. I don't need a backpack. I don't know. So, okay. That's my rant on those. And I am jealous of the guy beyond belief because what a genius I would have never guessed. It's interesting. I saw your gym member member had one on his back and was holding another one that he just bought. And I'm like, that's like $500 in bags. I'm looking at you holding. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. So, I... (laughs) I have two things. I have two things to comment on that you brought up with the bags. Thank yeah. you. Um, first of all, I I when I see my business partner's bags, I think, wow, those are nice bags. But right. I'm way too old to. Use, I I would never use one. I can't imagine using a backpack at my age. Like I just I would never get a backpack. I I just would be like, yeah. if someone gave me one, I'd be like, oh wow, thanks. But then I'd like want to you know give it to a client or sell it to somebody. I use a, um, a backpack for like going on the plane. I'll put like my carry-on as a backpack. That way it's balanced and I've got heavy shit in it like microphones, cameras, all of that. So that makes sense put to me. Both straps on very often. It, yeah, if I'm doing that because that way my hands are free in the airport. Uh and I right. actually I use this okay. Yeah. Crazy thing called a roller bag. Yeah. Where I don't have to carry the weight at all. I want to be able to put it under my seat wheels. and then access it during I, the flight. I would, I would feel funny with it. I, I I just feel like I would be like, I just wouldn't put a backpack on. I don't know. I'm just backpack I mean, averse. I'm a ver- I have an aversion to backpacks. <laughs> I can't blame you. And then, and then, adult now. You can make choices. And the other comment, go ahead. Yeah. What was it? And the other comment has to do with your, your saying about how I think this is a bit of a trend with the younger generation. Um, uh, and hey, we did it too. Hey, I wanted to be, I'm a bodybuilder. Yes. I'm a bodybuilder. Hey, hey, Ron, a gallon. I'm a bodybuilder. Gallon jug six. Right, bag. right. I never carried a gallon. I never carried a gallon. Yes. So, okay. um, but but I, I, I understand the younger generation really wants to have an identity. Like my identity is. Yeah. Coach, embassy bodybuilder, you know, lover of squats, whatever the, <laughs> the, the list Ale. goes. And I think that that, that mentality where you have to like be properly categorized. I want to be properly categorized. That's um, part of the, the sort of uh, this, uh, you know, like what's in your Instagram bio, right? Right. You know, like what do you call yourself? Like you must categorize yourself. And like, even in mine, I look at it and I'm just like, eh, I don't really know what to put on this. And I don't really like what I've written on mine, (laughs) but I can't really think of anything else to write. So I'm just going to leave it. So that's sort of how I am. Um, but, but I see people, it's very important that their identity be broadcast. And, and I sort of mm-hmm. tie this in a little bit. I don't want to go too far or stretch this, but this has to go with this, the problems that they're seeing with the younger university with where they, they, they want like my category must be represented. Yeah. Right. Right. This goes into like the social and political stuff too. My category, where's the funding for my category, my special yeah. interest group. How come we're not getting special comment? How come we're not getting anything? Like, and I sort of see this a bit of a trend. Everyone needs to be like assigned a label. And as I've gotten older, I've tried to get away from labels. I try to like, you know, I called myself a bodybuilder for so long and I'm trying to not call myself a bodybuilder anymore. I'm a lot of things. And I think that Mm -hmm. um, that's something I've, I've like really tried as a, as a, as I've, you know, seen the world differently over the last, you know, decade. Um, 
you know, the getting away from labels. And I see this sort of eagerness to be labeled as sort oh, of a young right. thing. People want to have that identity. You know, they want to be able to... Yeah, the to, group, belong to a group, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And it, it makes sense. And I did it. You know, we all did it. But yeah. I just sort of think that's why I feel a little... Like, that's sort of not my age category, that that product. The whole... Yeah, um, that's why I think, you, I think you nailed it, is the age category. Because, for example, now, if someone were to say to me, like, if they saw me, they'd say, oh, you're a bodybuilder. I would hope that wouldn't be the end of the conversation because I'm like, ooh, I wasn't great at that. But I'm pretty fucking good at some other shit. Like, no, but I mean, for, for real, if you think about it, yeah, it yeah. is an interesting thing because I find it funny that it, simultaneously, while it's so popular to make sure you select your category, people still want to say that they don't want to be told what to do or who they or what they are. They don't want to be limited within that thing. So it's interesting because people don't even realize they're doing it, you know? Yeah, I'm with yeah, you, Ron. Like, like, like you're a lot of other things. Like you're a business owner. You you still are a bodybuilder, just not competitive anymore. You know, you're, you're all these other things. So it's just interesting because, you know, it'd be funny if I were to put everything on a backpack that I consider myself, a lot of things would get me arrested. Um, <laughs> and definitely some funny looks, but it's like, you know, connoisseur of great asses. I mean, I, do they have one of those stickers? Yeah. It's just a, I notice them all the time. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You got a little Anyways. Velcro peach, peach with a heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love a good ass. That's that's not one. Okay. <laughs> What's interesting to me is that that comes from I think like you know military stuff and the shooting community the the uh, the patches and the molly, but the shooting community is moving away from that. They want to look like they don't carry shit. So this is what the new shooting bags look like that everybody's into. This is this is a shooting bag by Savior Equipment, which we're not sponsored by yet, and this is what the inside of it looks like. So that way they can I walk like around. Inside. Yeah, they can walk around and it looks like they got a tennis case, but it's really like, you know, they're guns. So they don't, right, you know, right, right. They don't want to be identified. The gray man. They used to right. carry the camo bags yeah. that looked like a gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now Long you walk out. Camo bag. with Yeah. 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 The no. patches and That's all interesting. that. That's yeah. interesting. Very yeah. interesting, okay. Scott. I like that. Yeah, I, like I thought that you'd appreciate that. Because that was the first thing I saw. I was like, holy shit, this is like translating over into bodybuilding now. The, the molly and the right. patches and all that. So let's just have a quick second. What do you mean by molly? Those like little I'm, I always think of drugs when you say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know what he's talking about, but I'm just giving him the opportunity to, to show people what he means are, by molly. These are mollied in. These, uh, that's like, um, see how there's like the webbing? And then you can like, yeah. Start, yeah. you know, you put things through those straps. So like the whole side of the bag has like that webbing in it. So you can like put a med kit on it or, you know, yeah, 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 every yeah. time you said that, I thought about my younger days in Vegas. I'm like, Molly. <laughs> yes, I know Molly. that. I know about Molly. I know Molly. She's great. He's really mollied in there. Yeah. I can't believe we're just going to open yeah. I thought you were done with that part of your life. Anyways, <laughs> a lot of Molly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got your patches and your Molly. Yeah. And, and you're, you're ready for the expo. Yeah. So you take Molly and then you shoot things? Wait, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. I'm glad that you guys took that as far as I did. But I was super stoked for the business at the Olympia. I was blown away. Also, one more fun fact with you backpack wearers. When you get on the airplane and you turn, it's still behind you and knock the Ooh, shit out of someone behind yeah. you. 
Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm like, you forgot? You, you take it off and you hold it in front of you through the aisle way. That's what I do. Per- yeah, personally. Yeah, I was going to yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah. Ron, if someone gave me one of those and I was going to use it, I would just hold it with my hand like a bag. Because I'm, I'm too old to put it on my back. Plus, if I got it on there, I don't know if I get it back off. I could <laughs> that's that's for real for you, though. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, I am seeing yeah. this now. Yeah, I, I have another comment for everyone. Um, and it's not just for the backpack people. It's for everyone. Um, sometimes there comes a point in your life when you have to admit that what you think is an acceptable carry-on is way too fucking big. (laughs) And it's not an acceptable carry-on. Just because it's a backpack doesn't mean it's a carry-on. Because it's if you have a massive backpack that's stuffed to the gills and you can't fucking fit it in the overhead and you've got to like cram and stuff and pull and bang bang it's too big it's too big yeah that's what i'm always nervous that the guy that's doing that is gonna break the overhead compartment and will we be able to leave will this somehow deem our plane broken i don't know how that works yeah i remember an old saturday night live skit that chris farley used to do where he was the he was the the, he was on the plane and they had these flight attendants and it was the guy that doesn't check his bags. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got all his bags on the plane. You look it up on fucking YouTube. The guy that doesn't check his bags, he's just fucking mad. He's fucking, ah, it's chaos and he's jamming him in. And the flight attendants are all like being really sarcastically rude to him. And yeah, I love that. I don't check anything. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that's what I think of. That's what I think of when I see those people. Guy with a big hard shell wheel bag and a giant backpack, and he's just standing there at the gate. I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I love that you somehow know. we got we got a soft subject for Ron, and it wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> this is good. He's so angry right now. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. This guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good shit. That's good shit. Okay. Oh, so do okay. we, we uh, ate up enough of everybody's time, or do we have one more, Dusty? We're going to save it? No, I, I, we cannot. If I were to give one, we would just fall backwards. We've, we're ending okay. on a great note. Okay. Okay. Guy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Last I, do have, I do have some stuff to do. It is uh, Monday after Christmas, and business don't stop. Yeah. People are back on their diets. I gave a few people that had just kind of started prep like three, four weeks ago. You yeah. know, they're really early, so they all had a Christmas dinner. And uh, back at it today, so I've got check-ins to do. I'm sure you guys are exactly the same in the Absolutely. same boat. Absolutely. And I've got some guitar to play. Nice. I haven't touched my guitar for three days. I've been so busy. Fingers are just itching to go. I haven't <laughs> ridden my bike for like three and a half weeks because it's been pouring rain and dumping oh, yeah. snow and absolutely unrideable conditions outside. So I'm actually looking through Facebook Marketplace, trying to find an indoor spot to ride. There's yeah. some people that rent their garages out for storage. Huh. And I Ooh. found a guy that has a three-car garage in Maple Ridge. It's about 20 minutes from my house. He's got an unattached three-car garage yeah. that he's renting for storage. He wants 600 bucks a month. So I've got a couple of my buddies. Ah. We're talking about, hey, we do two, two, three hundred bucks each. We get a couple of keys made. Yeah, we can make it through. We can make it through to April. We'll do January, February, March. 
can we do some dangerous tricks on your property? <laughs> right. Can we risk injury on your property? We'll sign a waiver. Yeah. We won't even store anything in there. We'll sweep the floor. We'll leave it cleaner than you could have possibly imagined. That concrete floor will be buffed and polished. I'll get a, I'll get a friend of mine in there day one to fucking polish it up. He'll come in. They'll be like, they'll be like, um, metal kickboard all the way around the outside of the garage. You know what I mean? And then like nice polished concrete service. Like, what'd you guys do to my garage? Yeah. It'll be fucking, yeah. Upgraded. So, yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're looking at an indoor spot because this nice. Vancouver shit is getting serious. It's fucking snow, rain. It doesn't know what to do here. It's yeah. Canadian winter. Nah, it's Seattle winter. Nah, it's Canadian winter. Ah, fuck you, Seattle winter again. Yeah, just, so it's just, <laughs> yeah, just craziness. That's a mess. So, and you guys don't have any preparation for snow. I heard like you guys, the like the trains, oh. the, all that stuff. It all shuts. No down. infrastructure whatsoever. Yeah, yeah they yeah. probably have one plow at the Vancouver airport. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, for the planes like, only, you know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know what? What happens in other Canadian cities? Like I remember living in Edmonton. Yeah. There could be like it could be minus thirty Celsius, like death cold. <laughs> yeah, real, real cold. With like a with a blizzard, and you're like, oh yeah, my flights, my flights going. Yeah, and you go to the airport, you get on the plane, and they fucking spray it with de-icer, and the plows clear the runway, and you take off. Yeah, <laughs> this is nothing yeah. stops. And then Vancouver, it's like, oh, an inch of snow. Airport shut down. The entire city canceled. is shut down. Yeah, you know? <laughs> crazy for yeah, real. Crazy. So, like the public transportation yeah. doesn't work with snow. I heard. No. Yeah, well, there's there's times. I mean, we had we just had some stuff like uh, yesterday. We were open Christmas Day, open at the gym. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of people came into train. We had a That's couple cool. hundred people through there, yeah. and we had we had we had forty drop ins. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh wow, that's awesome. And all and uh well the one guy told me, he goes, I go, What's your home gym? And he named it. He's like, Oh, I train there. And I was like, Oh yeah, how's that been going? And he's like, It fucking sucks. They don't even use their Instagram. I show up to train and there's a paper note on the door, closed because of snow. Huh. Oh shit. I'm like that blows. I made it. I'm standing here yeah. pulling on the door. Where's your staff? Yeah. Like just the owner didn't want to drive on the road in the morning, I guess. So he just didn't go at all. Like no one went and it just didn't open. Put a paper huh. sign on the door, like close because of snow. Who put so the just, sign up? That's yeah, who put question. the sign up? You know? <laughs> yeah. He should have opened the, the goddamn door. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. his joke was whoever put the sign up made it and I made it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So there's That's some of that, funny. some of that nastiness goes on here. Some businesses just decide not to open. Huh. And then some do, and you got to check the, and they, sometimes they don't update their website or their Google or use their Instagram. So you can go somewhere. Like I actually went somewhere at a shop and it was closed and I was like, oh, yeah. and the roads were shit, but I was like, oh, I guess they're probably just not coming in today, you know? So you get a little bit of that. That's brutal. It's Ron not like, it's not like you put up a it. fucking post real quick. Yeah. Ron looks stay open. I always check it. it. You made money. Yep. You made good money yesterday. 40 drop-ins. Yeah. That's a that's nice thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, and a yeah. lot of them were ex members that had moved oh. away. Like they kind of moved farther away, so they couldn't really come all the time anymore. Yeah, but they're like, oh yeah. man, I had to come back and train. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, awesome. good time. I hope you guys all had a good Christmas. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and Boxing Day, and you all got your new TV on sale, and you all got your. I went and bought some furniture. I got a couple things for the house that we needed. Nice. And, uh, nice. you know, that sort of shit. So I'm, I hope everybody had a good one. And New Year's 2023, I guess this is the last show of the year, guys. Any final words? Better what next are your plan year. New Year's Eve? 
quick, quick five second I'm wa- plans. I'm for watching. You, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Georgia beat Ohio State at my cigar bar at my table New Year's Eve. Boom! What are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh, same shit. as always. Exciting. Just going to bed at like ten thirty. Oh boy, get you're sleeping through <laughs> it. In other words, yeah. you're sleeping <laughs> through it. Yeah, another day. But we I'm grateful are... to have uh, everybody with us. This has been a really cool yes. year. I'm super grateful for everybody who's hanging out last five minutes here. Uh, it has been an awesome year, and it really is our audience that's made that happen. It really is, you know. So Donna agrees. Donna agrees, and um, yeah, it, it it has been a great year. I'm I'm amazed everyone's still listening. And uh, for New Year's <laughs> Eve, uh, Emily has actually uh, volunteered us to dog sit a couple of dash hounds. Oh, um, nice. Her uh, her hairdresser has these two adorable dash hounds. And uh, they're going to be coming. We've already had the one stay with us for a few days. I think days. I saw that before. Really cute dog. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have both of them with us for nine days while he goes to Mexico. Wow. And uh, so we're dog sitting. We're going to have three dogs here at the castle. And New Year's Eve, there's always a lot of fireworks in our neighborhood. So oh, we don't want to yeah. leave the house. We don't want the dogs to be alone. We'll yeah. be home with the dogs with a movie turned up pretty loud. You know, get through the fireworks with the dogs. Yes. And uh, remember, everyone, if you're setting off fireworks, dogs fucking lose their minds. Just be a little considerate with the fireworks. You don't have to go for 30 fucking minutes. I, I hate that shit. As a dog owner, fireworks drive me crazy. I love your freedom. But, you know, don't drive my dog insane. I, yeah, we're, we're getting yelled at on that one for sure. I did that once. I put yeah, up a yeah. post and just just like, you know, dogs hate them or whatever. People lost it on me. I'm like, I'm just saying don't do an hour straight. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Maybe everybody do it once. I appreciate let's all agree it. On a time. <laughs> yeah, let's all you agree on a time. Go. Say, you know, midnight to 1220, go nuts. But you got to start getting though, drunk at for real. These two then don't care. They don't care. I've never had a dog that they don't even fucking react. Betsy doesn't really Meanwhile, mind either. Every time, all this barking is because a dog walked by on the street just now. That's unacceptable. Yeah, but they you want to chase do them more sex and fireworks? No problem. They have to chase them <laughs> off. Oh wow! Because our our experience is our dog doesn't bark at hardly anything, but fireworks can be going off outside in the neighborhood here, and we aren't even hearing them. We're just seeing them pop off, oh, and he's yeah. losing it because he can hear them. Yeah. So we right. can see yeah, yeah, the yeah. firework and we can't really hear it ourselves. Yeah. But he just can't. Oh, man. Whew. He fucking thinks someone's trying to break in and murder all of us. So, yeah. Okay. That's my little thing. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Okay. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Oh, such a satisfactory Whew. release. Last, Last one, one of the year. Last one of the year. Remember, IamMutant.com. Oh, wrong hat. There you go. Those two hats. (laughs) IamMutant.com. Dusty 20. Big Ron 20. Go on the, what's it called? Patreon. 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 Appreciate everybody who's helping to support the show. Think Big Bodybuilding Network. We appreciate everyone that chips in their little $2, $5 subscription a month, whatever they want to do. You got five, you got 10, but you can do more. You got five, 10, 20,000, whatever you really want to um, you can even try try to buy the show. That's you can idea. try. Everything's yeah, for sale. Everything's, Everything's for sale. For sale. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're pushing your products. It's all done. Okay. Thanks, guys. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023 on the next episode.